Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks, presented by the Ford F-Series. DJ Bucky here on a little bit of a belated, due to the holidays, a little belated 10 takeaway pod from week 16 of the NFL season. Buck, how you doing, bud? Man, I'm doing great. How was your holiday? Oh, it was awesome, man. We had a... a nice time. I wish it was a little bit colder. It was a little bit warm for my taste for Christmas. <laughs> what do you want? You want to snow down in San Diego? I didn't Diego? want snow. <laughs> want, I just, like 50s. You want snow down in San Diego? 50s, maybe Snowball low 60s. Fights. 70s is a bit much. It's <laughs> a little bit much. To be honest with you. Now I'm never going to complain about the weather out here. Uh, but, no, we had a great time. Good good time with the family. How about you? You have a good day? Yeah, everything was great. I mean, it was it was, it was fantastic. Everyone was happy. And everybody everybody got years. what they wanted or good? Yeah. Yeah, it was one, one of the few years everyone got what they wanted, checked off all the boxes. So, it's it's a good day. Yeah, this was an easy one for us because now the kids are getting older. Used to be, man, trying to jam everything in the trash can when you got all those big boxes. Those toy boxes are huge. Total pain. Now it's just clothing boxes, man. It's easy. Easy. Um, so, anyways, we had, we had a great day. Hope you listening. Had a, a wonderful Christmas as well. Let's jump into our 10 takeaways, Bucky. Why don't you start us off with your first one from the week? Can the Eagles win a playoff game with Nick Foles? Pass is tipped and intercepted off the deflection. It is picked off by Reggie Nelson, and the Eagles turned it over. I think the big thing with the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously Nick Foles didn't play great against the Oakland Raiders, but I think this is a team that is built the right way. When I looked at the team from beginning to the end of the season, I felt like they have all the necessary pieces to be a a championship-caliber team. They play great defense. They have the ability to rush the passer with four. Their cornerbacks are stepping up, and we saw them make some plays. On offense, they're versatile and dynamic. They have pass catches on the outside. They can run the ball. Didn't run the ball well uh, against the Raiders, but they can run the ball when they're committed to running it. And then in special teams, they can find a way to make plays, and we continue to see them consistently come up with plays. Yes, number nine has to perform better, but as I look at it today, they're going to have three weeks to find a way to get Nick Foles right. They have three weeks to kind of figure out what's the best game plan, what are the best plays for him to work with this cast of characters around him. 
I think the Philadelphia Eagles are well positioned to continue to make a run and get to the Super Bowl. They only have to win two to get in. I think they can do that. Here's the key for the Eagles, just watching that game to me, especially with Nick Foles. Got to get Foles some Red Bull or some coffee. <laughs> he needs a little more juice. He needs a little. Just got to get a little more life. A little. You talk about quarterbacks. You don't want to be too frenetic. You don't want guys to be too busy, too frenetic. He's got to speed up the process, man. It is so slow and so methodical. He just needs a little bit more urgency, a little more twitch in his play. So I'm going to say let's get Nick Foles a big old Red Bull or a, a cup of coffee or something on the sidelines just to get him sped up a little bit, Buck. You know, I didn't even think about that, but uh, I thought I felt like when Carson Wentz was there, they operated a lot on tempo. Yes. I felt like they were going fast. Maybe they need to think about it. This would be a good week because there's nothing to. Do a little no huddle. Let's see what he can do, see what he can't, and see if that gets him into a rhythm better than – Huddle, look to the sideline, huddle, look to the sideline. Yeah, it was no rhythm. It was very slow. It was very methodical. they got to find a way to get that going. Once they get in the postseason, but good news for them, they are the number one seed, so they will have a bye. I don't anticipate you'll see many of their dudes playing next week against the Dallas Cowboys. Kind of would even be shocked if Foles played. I know you're talking about wanting to see him in a hurry up. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just put everybody on ice, don't want to get to your third quarterback in the postseason. I don't think we'll see much of anybody against the Cowboys. I mean, why would you? All right, let's get to number two on the list here. Uh, I'll take this one, Buck. I, the Saints, New Orleans Saints, that's the fastest team in the NFL. Bunch trips near left. Breeze takes the snap. Backside pressure comes. He steps up and looks long. Wide open target, 25-20, 15-10, veering right, five, touchdown. Ted Ginn Jr., 54 yards. Yeah, a little bit of Ted Ginn there, but I, mean, I just think when you watch that game, first of all, that game with the Saints and the Falcons, Compared to all the other games that we're on, we're on game day live. We're watching all these games, keep track of everything, Buck. And I don't know about you, but I just felt like that game looked like it was in fast forward with those two teams. The speed, I know you're on in, in the inside, but especially when you look at this New Orleans Saints team, you look at Kamara, the way he runs. You see Ted Ginn flying down the field. You look defensively, see him at all three levels, speed, speed, speed. It's just it's it's a fast brand of football in that division, especially with that New Orleans Saints team. They're built to play inside. You get them inside, you get – them at home on the turf, whether it's uh, at home or away, they find a way to be able to do what they want to do. I'm going to say this, and I believe this offensively, number 41, Alvin Kamara is their best player. I think he makes everybody go. His ability to really create mismatches inside and outside, whether it's in the backfield, out wide at, at a hybrid wide receiver, I think he is a difference maker. Tag in junior speed to be able to take the top off the defense, even though I don't think Drew Brees is still at his best as a vertical thrower. I think he is good enough to hit Ted again on those crossing routes. We continue to see it week after week after week. And then on defense, this team is playing fast. They're locking up in man-to-man coverage. Marshawn Lattimore has been a terrific addition to this team, also with also the rest of the rookies that they brought in. Fast defense, built to play indoors. Man, they, they look really, really good. It would be interesting to see – how they will play when they step outside the confines of the Dome. Can they continue to have that advantage that they've shown when they're playing on turf? I think there's a very real chance they won't have to go outside, though. I know they're not going to have a bye in the postseason, but there's a chance they could maybe go through Minnesota um, and then get right back inside, actually go back to Minnesota for the Super Bowl if they can make a run all the way through the NFC. But, uh, no, just team speed, that jumped out to me in a big way. What do you got number three on the list? The 49ers should pay Jimmy GQ sooner rather than later. Garoppolo on the quarterback sneak, surges ahead, into the end zone, touchdown San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo took the snap, went straight ahead behind his offensive line, he plunges into the end zone. 
you know, we, we've talked about the 49ers for so long, and there was speculation about Kirk Cousins or who was going to be the franchise quarterback. I think they discovered their franchise quarterback. I think it's clear and apparent. I think it's obvious right now that Jimmy Garoppolo is that guy. Since he's been there, he's completed almost 70% of his passes. He's averaging 8.7 yards per attempt. He has a 98.9 passer rating. But more importantly, I think it's the feel and the energy that he's brought. When you hear the team, the team now is talking about winning the Super Bowl in 2018. There's a buzz in the stadium whenever he steps onto the field. Their belief, their hope, their optimism, it all springs from number 10. And I think if you're the 49ers, I know you want to wait and see. You want to try and get him at the right market value. But right now – That number is only going up. The, um, the number is only going to go up. It's never going to go down. And I'm looking at Derek Carr sitting with $25 million annually. That's going to get a I lot think, of people paid that number. I mean, I think I think right now we can say Jimmy Garoppolo a better player than Derek Carr. I limited know it's a sam- sample, limited size, sample size, but, I mean, but based off what we've I seen mean, right now. I mean, what we've now, seen right now, who would you rather have if, the, if, if, if you had to give the ball to one of the guys? $25 million. I think we hear every up and right to check. If not, Jimmy G is going to be a $30 million quarterback. It's going to wreck your salary structure. Well, to me, the word that jumps out to me with him is poise. And that's what you saw from Tom Brady. I mean, that's that's his number one attribute is his poise. And I think Jimmy had some of that naturally. I think being around Brady didn't hurt as well to, to help him in that regard. But while we're on quarterbacks, before we get to your next takeaway, Buck, I wanted to just throw this at you. We're If, if you listen to this podcast, you know Bucky and myself, we're obsessed with the quarterback position and the evaluation of the quarterback position. And we're always sharing information and ideas. Oh, when we have college coaches on, we're always asking them what they're looking for in quarterbacks. We've done it with – Jim Schwartz, when he's been on before, different guys. Urban Meyer, I listened to his uh, press conference the other day, his recruiting press conference, and just out of the blue, they asked, somebody asked him what he looks for in quarterbacks. I thought, okay, mm. this is me and Bucky. This is this is our jam. So what does he say? He said before he gets to any of the, of the physical characteristics in terms of accuracy, arm strength, all that stuff, he said he wants quarterbacks to meet these five criteria before he gets to the next point. But this is – if you're, you obviously can't see this right now. Bucky has the pen out. He's writing it down, but this is how we – we dig this stuff. All right, Buck, you ready? Mm-hmm. Number one has to have a competitive spirit. Yep. Number two is toughness. Mm. Number three is leadership. Number four is intelligence. And last, number five, he has to be able to get us out of a bad play. So if you can't meet those five criteria, you don't even get to go through the rest of the evaluation mm-hmm. process. That That's where it starts. So that was a pretty fascinating answer there from Urban Meyer. Well, I, I think it's, it's kind of consistent. Um when we had the quarterback podcast, you can dig back through over the summer. We talked to a bunch of quarterbacks, a uh, bunch of coaches, and we talked about what they look for in quarterbacks. And I think those are some of the traits that we heard. We heard um, Clay Helton talk about you want the quarterback to be able to give the rest of the team hope. He gives them optimism. Whenever he steps on the field, the team hopes that he can get they, – they have hope because they know that their quarterback – can get it done when it comes to competitiveness to toughness and all that other stuff um, all those things are necessary ingredients and so when I'm looking at guys in the league and guys that are coming into the league I'm looking for those traits I think Urban Meyer has a, a really good handle and grasp on it because he's been successful as anybody in the collegiate game with quarterbacks and a number of different quarterbacks a number of different style quarterbacks being able to get it done um I think there's something to that. I think those five core ingredients are what is necessary at that position to be successful for sure. All right, no question. All right, let's get going here, Buck. You got another one here, number four. Blake Bortles isn't ready for primetime. First out of ten, Bortles back in the shotgun, has the snap, looks to his right, pulls the fade for the right side, and that's intercepted by the 49ers. Down the far sideline, Witherspoon inside the 20. Hit and goes down. Third interception today for the 49er defense. 
when I look at Blake Bortles, and I know there was a fascination last month, like, oh, has he turned a corner? But I think we all approached it with guarded optimism. And I, look, I know last week I went big. I talked about the Jaguars you already versus the You're not even letting me throw my arrows. I, 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 you're intercepting I un- my passes I understood right now, that. And I was ironically. really selling it. I was selling it. I was selling it hard for my Jaguars because I want my Jaguars to be able to go to the Super Bowl. I really feel like they can get it done if they can somehow get the quarterback to stay under control. But what I'm hoping, I'm hoping he got the bad game out the way. And I'm hoping he can channel a little Joe Flacco for the postseason and play his best when his best is required. We didn't see that. But right now, I will say he's not ready for prime time. They're trying to hide him. They're trying to do things to not necessarily expose him. But the more that he throws, the more that his warts show, I think it's a huge issue, and I think it's one of the reasons why. Gosh, I have to tread lightly with the Jaguars being a Super Bowl team. Bucky, 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 Bucky. Last week, you went all in on these Jags. Last week, I believe I pointed out that I finally discovered your tell. The voice got a little high. You did not buy what you were selling. You did not buy the Blake Bortles package. So you can say, and you can say, hey, you know, no, you never bought it in your soul. Deep down in the recesses of your heart, you did not believe, did not have a belief in Blake Bortles. And now it's coming out after a uh, debacle of a game there in San Francisco. Look, this is a simple math thing. We always talk about math on here. Mm-hmm. Very simple math. The Jacksonville Jaguars are throwing the ball 50 times. It ain't good. It's all bad. It ain't it's good. It is not a recipe for success for them going forward into the postseason. They have got to run the ball. They have got to control the clock. They've got to limit the exposure, as you like to say, of Blake Bortles. Let's uh, Small doses. You can win with small doses of Blake Bortles. He's a, he's a side dish. You do not want him being the main course, or you're not going to win a football game in the postseason. Oh, absolutely. I think that's what it is. I, I don't think that you can lean on him to be the – guy that is the driving force of your offense we talk about trucks and trailers he's a big trailer he needs a huge truck pulling him <laughs> he's an 18 that defense is a pretty good he's truck an 18 though. and i think they can they can do it i think he just has to understand he has to make the plays that are there to be made but man you're talking about a guy that every time you see him drop back the throw you're hanging on your seat just hoping and praying that it doesn't go the other way i'll tell you Oof. what there was he threw three picks in that game could have been a lot more they got fortunate on a couple of those. But anyways, tough loss for the Jags. They've got time, though. That's tough to go on a holiday uh, week to go all the way across the country from Jacksonville to San Francisco. That's a tough one. I believe they – didn't they make another trip west during uh, Thanksgiving, I want to say? Was it yeah. the Rams? Yeah. Uh, Let me see that geez. Rams game. When was that? I thought they had to go all the way across the country. Uh, uh, the Rams did. The Rams did go all the way across the country, and they put it on them. Oh, yeah. That, no, that was in Jacksonville. You're right. Yeah, they put it on. All right, let's uh, let's keep the train moving here. Number five on the list. This is not breaking news, but the Dallas Cowboys, they have got to find more weapons on the outside. And now throws it over the end. It's intercepted. Near side 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seahawks. I'll let you, I'll let you uh, blast out the stat you threw out on Twitter, Buck. Go ahead. Throw your Des Bryant stat out there. Des Bryant went in after that game. 22 games without a 100-yard receiving game. This is someone that is supposed to be uh, an elite receiver. Yeah, I'm not buying that. Yeah, that, that, that is over. That episode has concluded. Might be time for them just to move on completely from him instead of trying to keep him in a complimentary role. I don't know how that would work. But they have got to go out. They have got to add some juice got to add some juice either via the draft they got to get out in free agency they got to find somebody that can run 
Um, I look at a guy like you know Marquise Goodwin, who didn't cost a lot in a trade for 49ers to get him from Buffalo, big time speed guy, and add an element to that offense. Ted Ginn, we saw him go over to the uh, oh to for the sure. Saints, and we've seen the Brandon Cooks get traded and go to New England and add a presence there. You've got to have somebody that can stretch it out a little bit. The Dallas Cowboys don't have anybody. No, they don't. They don't. They don't have anyone that scares you um, on the perimeter. And I think if you don't have anyone that can kind of create fear. Um, in the minds of the defensive play caller, then you, you're not reluctant to drop the defender in the box. And so when everybody understands that Zeke Elliott is the driving force of the offense, everyone else is a side dish, they need to make sure that they have the pieces in place to make them pay when they drop it in. If they don't do that, I think the Cowboys will continue to have a tough time. And I got to pause for a minute because I, I just looked across and I'm seeing these these fresh new – is that a Christmas present? or that? Oh, you like these shoes? Is that is that Christmas? Is that showing off? <laughs> I mean, wow, socks my and Nike, shoes. I got match. my Nike, my Nike guy. Took wow, care of me. I mean, you, like the sock, the socks. I just, you know, I'll be honest with you, Buck. I left the house at four a.m. this morning, so didn't really look at the colors of the socks when I, I was mean, grabbing it them out of the I drawer. mean, everything flows. It, goes, it nice, goes together. That's that's nice. Nice. These shoes, though, I'll be honest with you, pretty pumped about them. They're very comfortable. Uh, just took them for a run on Christmas Day. Wow, their maiden voyage. But they've got the the air pockets all the way around them. How about so that? I got a little nervous because you're running, you know, it's there's not some trails pop. and stuff. It's not going. It's not going to pop. Nah, you're good. I'm looking at looking for shards of glass, thinking I might blow a tire out here. I can't <laughs> have that. New new kicks. Got nice little Nike shit. I got a pair of uh, not a big sneaker guy, but I've got a pair of Kobe uh, ads. I believe is what they're called. Oh, sharp looking shoe. Man, got you, these you guys. guys take, you guys taking care of you. Got a couple sweatshirts. Uh, Sully will like this. I got a U.S. men's national team uh, sweatshirt. Hey. USA with the swoosh on it. That's How about him? That's all. Uh, I wanted to see one stat here because Bucky got me thinking. On past plays of 20-plus yards of where the Dallas Cowboys rank on that list. And Dallas Cowboys are 29th in the league on past plays of 20-plus yards. Ooh, not explosive. No bueno. Nope, nope, nope. I'll tell you what uh, what is explosive, though. That's grasshopper buck. <laughs> if you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or even if you have a side gig, let me introduce you to Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Grasshopper lets you run your business from your cell phone while keeping your business and personal lives separate. Choose from their huge inventory of local, toll-free, or vanity toll-free numbers. Simply forward your new number to your mobile phone and start taking calls immediately. Whether you're in an office, in your car, or out shopping for the holidays, still got New Year's coming up, Grasshopper's iPhone and Android apps helps you stay connected to your customers. Not to mention you can send and receive calls and texts from your business phone number, set up multiple extensions for everyone on your team, get your voicemails transcribed and emailed to you, work from anywhere with call forwarding, make and receive calls from your computer via the desktop app and even utilize Wi-Fi calling. Better yet, Grasshopper offers an easy and instant setup and 24-7 customer support, all without any long-term contracts. Grasshopper, sign up today. Go to grasshopper.com slash sticks to get $20 off your first month. That's grasshopper.com slash sticks. I think it's the best read we've ever done, Sully. I, I think that is easily the best read That we've was ever a nice done. transition. Did you like that? that? Yeah, cool. that was good. Explosive grasshopper read. Yeah, it was a very dynamic, dynamic. grasshopper yep. read. Bucky, well done. Nice. You had to, Bucky has a lot of heavy, heavy lifting on that one. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the 60 second one, Bucky dominates. Yeah. Steps like up to the was, plate. I feel like that was a pretty good one. For no, 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 no. Don't sell yourself short, my friend. One of my better ones. That was a fantastic, fantastic read. That was good. All right, uh, Bucky, you're up number six. What we got? The Ravens defense gives them a shot to make a run. Fast rush coming. Brissett throws incomplete. Contact. No call. T.Y. Hilton 
wanted the penalty flag, and he's not going to get it. Maurice Kennedy makes the defensive play on T.Y. Hilton. And the Colts are turned away on fourth down. When I look at the Ravens, I mean, look, this is a team that is continuing to be driven by their defense. I know the offense had a nice little run, had three or four games where they were putting points up. Um, I, I saw some stat from week eight. They were putting up like 30 points a game, which is kind of crazy when I look at it. At the end of the day, the Ravens will – do whatever they do in the playoffs because of their defense. They have an opportunistic bunch. They're really good at creating pressure off the passer. Terrell Suggs is one of the best closers in the game. He leads the league in fourth quarter sacks. And then they can create takeaways. Eric Weddle, Tony Jefferson, um, Brandon Carr, some of the other guys they have playing in the back end, they're feasting off tips and overthrows. I believe this is a team that can make it muddy for anybody. I don't know if their offense can get them over the top, but their defense can keep them in games. And all you're trying to do is make it a fourth quarter game. And if they do that, they've shown that they can win games in that fashion. Bucky. They haven't beaten anybody. Hey, hey. All those teams have NFL shield on their jersey. All right. I've did this before. I don't want to go through it again, but. What? Jacoby what? Brissett, they beat him. Okay. Kaiser, they beat him. Hey, you got to beat the ones you can. Uh, Houston was uh, Tom Savage, I believe. Uh, Green Bay matter. was Brett Hundley. Okay. Miami was Moore. Oh, yeah. Oakland was. was uh, uh, EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, Kaiser again. They beat Andy Dalton. They did beat Matt Stafford, so they got they got one. They beat one good quarterback. They're going to see good quarterbacks in the playoffs in the AFC. Look, it, it's been a tremendous accomplishment with all the injuries they've had to get where they are. They're going to be shocked match if ups. they don't get into the postseason. It's matched. They're going to play at Kansas City, I believe, in the first round. If you had to pick that game right now, you think the Ravens can score enough points to beat the Chiefs? No, but they can muddy it up. <laughs> no, but they can muddy, they can muddy it up for them. They can muddy it up. That's always muddy. That's how the Ravens they, they play. Can, they, can, they, can, they make they can it muddy. They can, they, can, they can muddy it up. Look, it comes down to Styles making fights. Where where are they sitting at right now? They're going to be the five seed, I believe. Okay, so the five seed, they will play. And they will play the four seed, which is Kansas City. Oh, yeah, I mean. Okay, so that means you're all in on Alex Smith? Well, yeah, he's got a hose. Uh, I've always believed you're in You're all Alex in on Alex Smith. Yeah, Smith. Yeah, I mean, I like Alex Smith, but I'm saying, so are Sully, you all in? Sully. Are you all in on Alex Smith? Yep, Sully doesn't know this because he's not around. For oh, about, about Alex Smith needing to cut off, man? I told him. I said, look, Alex Smith, if you just give Alex Smith one thing, he'd be set. He's like, what's that? I'm all cut off, man. <laughs> ball goes to the Turn it around. Ball goes off the yeah. wall. You just pick it up. You just got to run ball out there and get the cut off. Yep, she yep. Keep, he, keeps throwing, he keeps throwing bombs to Tyreek Hill. Cheetah. Bucky feels a little bit – upset what? when I go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, he's, he's a good quarterback. He doesn't get enough credit. Every time he throws a touchdown pass, I go, cut four, cut four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, let's uh, – Going after quarterbacks today. Nah, we're just having fun. Foles and Bortles it's and Smith. A, it's just a little fun. We're I having, love it. It's loose. Uh want to stay with the Bengals who we were just talking about. Uh, this job, Bucky, this is my takeaway, number seven on the list. I think this Bengals job is pretty attractive. He hands it off to Giovanni Bernard. Gio bounces it wide. Heads for the end zone and scores. A touchdown for the Bengals. This is, of course, you know, assuming that uh, Marvin Lewis moves on. A lot of reports out there that he will. Uh, You just listen to that Gio Bernard touchdown. They finally got him going. I think there's more good players than are represented in the win-loss total for this team. I think you can have a pretty quick turnaround there. I don't think Andy Dalton's a superstar by any stretch, but I think when you look at some of the pieces they have at the running back position, you get a pure number one wide receiver. They still have some good pieces on that defensive uh, side of the ball, especially some depth at corner and, and a really solid defensive line. Um, and the, 
linebackers, they got players all over the place. The win total hasn't matched. They need a fresh start. They need a fresh voice. Uh, I think it's actually a, a pretty attractive job. I think it's a pretty attractive job, but if you go back and look at the history, typically you have insiders that ascend to the head coach position. So who on their t- roster, who on their coaching staff? Gunther, maybe, looks DC. ready to be the guy. And then if Gunther ascends to the head coaching role, who is the offensive coordinator? I think that's the bigger thing. I think the main thing that you have to do is you have to find an OC who can connect with Andy Dalton and understands how to utilize all the pieces of the puzzle to make sure that Andy Dalton is comfortable. And I think that's a bit of a challenge given his limitations. But I do believe it's an attractive job. I believe they drafted well. I think they're loaded talent-wise. This is a team that, what, did they go to the playoffs like five straight years? I know they didn't get any wins, but to go five straight years, that is a bit of an accomplishment. It speaks volumes about where that roster ranks in terms of the rest of the league. I don't believe this is drastic overall, just some tweaking, and I think this team can be back to being a perennial playoff contender. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's actually a sneaky good job, and they have patience with whoever the coach is going to be. Marvin Lewis has been there a very, very long time. Obviously, a lot of success there. hasn't has materialized in the postseason, but I think you get that job. You, you've got some time there to, to get it rolling. Um, stay in the division for my next one, number eight on the list. Looking for hope for the Browns. Uh, I'm going to say Miles Garrett, Garrett just gives you a little bit of that. Flag comes in. Ball oh. is deflected and intercepted by Miles Garrett. And Garrett bouncing his way inside the 20-yard line. And he rumbles through the five and into the end zone. But there was a flag, as we and mentioned. So another sack for Miles Garrett. Should have had a pick six if Carl Nassib didn't line up offsides. Had no impact on the play whatsoever. He lines up offsides, and Garrett does not get the pick six. But did have a sack. He's got six sacks this year in his rookie campaign, having missed a good bit of time. I just think when you watch him with the way he can corner and bend and wrap and all the different skills he brings to the table, I think they've got a defensive player of the year candidate talent in Miles Garrett, and that's a nice building block to have uh, for whoever is going to be running the show there. It looks like Hugh Jackson's going to be back, although I'm, they go they go over. I'll believe it when I see it. But I do think that's a nice building block here for this team of Miles Garrett. Oh, I, I, I certainly believe that he's a nice building block, and I think they have some pieces. I think this is a job that is very attractive because there are some pieces on the roster in place that can help them. I think their O-line is pretty solid. I believe they have some pieces along the defensive line. A couple of receivers. Miles Garrett. Uh, one receiver, maybe. Corey Coleman can play. He's got. Uh, look who's throwing him the ball right now, Bobby. I, I, mean, I mean, okay. So I, I give him Josh ability. Gordon, Corey Coleman. Reluctant on the Corey Coleman thing. David and Joker. I mean, they have a lot of picks. Yeah, you got a tight end. Side. I mean, so. You got a back. A uh, couple backs. Not bad. B-level okay, backs. Okay. B-level. B-minus low. Duke Johnson's a B-level third I mean, down He's a nice, guy. nice guy, but I think they can upgrade that spot. So, yeah, I mean, it's attractive. There's some things. I think they need really good coaching. I think they need to have a plan and stick with the plan. Um, I don't believe this is a team that you can throw a young quarterback in there. I think they need to find a veteran quarterback, a guy that has some pelts on the wall, a guy that has won. Um, that quarterback room is so young. I mean, just everyone is under 25. It's too young. So, uh, I, But I do believe this is attractive. I think if you find the right head coach, I believe this could be a pretty quick turnaround. How about the numbers 9 and 21? Kaiser, nine touchdowns, 21 picks. Okay, so here's what I will say. Is that good? As a coach. <laughs> I mean, just, 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 just as a coach, and this has been one of the bigger disappointments because I've been a huge, huge acting advocate. Like, look, we're, we're buddies, we're friends and all that, but, like, 
we have to call a spade a spade. Like, he has done a horrible job with the quarterbacks in Cleveland. He didn't help the young quarterback. We and everyone talked about Kaiser not being ready. So they start him. And then, okay, so if you're going to start him, we're like, okay, certainly they're going to protect him. They're going to try and run the ball, have a conservative game plan. Nope. Bombs away. Bombs away for an inexperienced player with no pass catches on the outside. Josh Gordon didn't show up till a few weeks ago. He reset the order of the receivers. And I, I, I just believe it's flawed. And so for that and for that reason alone, I just don't have a lot of confidence in Cleveland. Here's my thing. I don't think it gets talked about. We talked about it on the air the other day, but I don't hear a lot of it talked about nationally. If, if the Chargers make a kick, they go to overtime with Cleveland last year and, and probably end up winning that football game. At least they have a good shot at winning that game. Chargers win that game. The Browns right now would be riding a 34-game losing streak. Yeah, but, it, but that it, is darn near impossible yeah, at the well, NFL I mean, level. I mean, Everybody was like, there's no way the Lions could go 0-16. Like, this is unheard of. I remember Jim Rome used to – it was like Jim Rome had a whole shtick going about how it was his dream, like the imperfect, perfect season <laughs> to run the table in reverse to go 0-16. And, and he was like, I don't know if it will ever happen. These dudes almost did it back-to-back, plus the three games they lost the year before. That's insane. They could be If they lose – they're going to lose next week. It could be 35 straight games they would have lost if not for the – the razor close uh, win they had over the Chargers last year. That's just nuts. I mean, that's a lot of losing. You think? That's a lot of losing. And the only thing I can compare it to is when I went to college, um, we were 1-10 in 10 my freshman year. And that's coming off of a 1-10 in 10 season that they had previously. And I'm going to tell you, mentally, you're just beat down after losing so many games. And yeah. so whoever comes in, I mean, I think you almost have to change the paint jobs in the building. <laughs> like everything has to be bright and white and – all kinds of optimism because when you lose that many games, it wears you down. You start looking for how we're going to lose this game. And I think that's the mentality that you have in Cleveland. I think it's going to be a tough job, but I think it's one that certainly can be done. And I think it's important in the draft. And this goes back to Dorsey and Ron Wolf. He always had a thing that when we drafted, we wanted to draft guys that came from winning programs. Yeah. And so I think you have to have an infusion of guys that know how to win. I would think they would draft a lot of guys that have been in big bowl games, won national titles, and the like, because you have to have guys to get on board. And I think if you look at Jacksonville and some of the guys that they brought in, we talk about that young defense, I don't think it's a coincidence that a lot of those guys came from winning programs in college. No doubt. That's a good point. Uh, let's, uh, let's keep the train moving here. We've got a couple more to go. What's number nine? Something is wrong with Marcus Mariota. Mariota looks, 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 pumps, rolls to his right, rolling. Trying to run, trying to get away from Barwin, and he is throwing it up in the air, and the pass is incomplete. The Rams are going to be able to finish this thing. Hey, we've had this debate a long time about Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota and whatever you feel about Jameis Winston. That's something that we can talk about later on. I don't think he certainly had as bad a season as some are making it out to be. But with Marcus Mariota, man, the proof is in the pudding. I'm looking at a 12 to 15 touchdown to interception ratio, a 76.9 passer rating but beyond the numbers when I watch him on tape I'm seeing someone who's hesitant he's indecisive he has accuracy issues and he's not playing like a franchise quarterback I understand that he's had a litany of injuries he's I mean and look the, the list is long when you look at it last year he had a broken fibula this year he's had a knee sprain he has a hamstring issue he's had a shoulder issue and what this has really shown more than anything you rob him of his wheels. He is not the same player. He is not a guy that's very comfortable being a traditional quarterback. So as a coach, and if Mike Malarkey continues to be a coach, I think you have to build this offense around 
his legs, his athleticism, and you have to make it where it is a mobile system, much like Carolina has made the system unique and different in Carolina. I believe they're going to have to make the offensive system in Tennessee unique and built around Marcus Mariota's talents. Yeah, look, it's it's uh, it's not pretty. I mean, uh, I don't know how else you say it. I I find it interesting though. There's, it seems like he's kind of a protected guy. Very protected in the media. Because um, he's nice, he's quiet. He's a good he does dude. All the right he's things. a good dude. He's not playing well. I, I just find it interesting that the number one criticism that you hear for Marcus in the media, you know what it is? Oh, the offense is not creative enough. I know. Everybody. Everybody. Oh, you know what do you want him to do? It's just they they don't know how to use him. They 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 don't know what to do with him. It and is like, funny. You got to take some responsibility for this. It, it is funny how that has become like Mike, Mike Millard. They don't say that guys. about Jameis. If Jameis is not doing well, that's not the oh, reason. Oh, Jameis. No, yeah. no, no. It's, it is funny how Marcus does get a hall pass on that and how the blame has been shifted from Marcus to the coach. And so here, here's the thing. Like, I mean, obviously, let's connect the dots. Let's just say Josh McDaniels comes in. What? How, how creative is Josh going to be with a guy like that? We've never seen him really do a lot of run stuff or whatever. I know he drafted Tebow, but he didn't necessarily play Tebow. Like, what are they going to do with Marcus Mariota to help him be a next-level guy? And how is he going to be a next-level guy as an athlete, as he gets older, what is going to be the thing? Because when I look at what Tennessee has done, I've seen them try and implement some of the RPOs. I've seen them try and do some of the zone read stuff. But he's been hurt. Mm -hmm. So if he can't run, you can't do some of those things. I think it's a tough job. I think it's a tough deal. No, it's, you know, look, it's it's a situation where they've got to find somebody to come in there that can get with him and work with him and get him corrected. I don't think it's just a scheme thing. I think there's some mechanical issues that that he needs to clean up, and he's got some development that needs to play, take place. It sounds like it, you know, good chance it is with somebody new coming in there to coach him. But broken, I think that's the word. Or you said something's wrong with him. Yeah, something's broken. It needs to be fixed, man. It's it's a it's a process here going forward, and it's not an easy one. I have my doubts about whether we're going to see him ever ascend to being an elite level quarterback. Uh, last one on the list here, number ten on the takeaways. Uh, this is something we've touched on a couple times throughout the year, but, man, just hit me again this week, and I wanted to throw it out there one more time. It's good. It's a good thing to be a former Buffalo Bill. Goff under center with Gurley behind him. He takes the snap, throws the right side slant. Sammy Watkins right in front of his face mask makes the catch. It's another goal line score for Sammy Watkins, his eighth touchdown of the season, and the Rams take the lead. Buffalo Bills are contributing to a lot of success around the league, Buck. When I look at Marquise Goodwin and what he's done for the San Francisco 49ers, really emerges as a playmaker. You just heard that Sammy Watkins touchdown for the Rams. Uh, his other former teammate, Robert Woods, done a nice job there with the Rams. We touched on Marcel Darius when he first got to Jacksonville, was making an impact there. Gillis Lee, yeah, maybe not as much with the with the uh, Patriots, but we have seen some things from him. Man, they they jettisoned a lot of dudes, and I get it from a culture standpoint. You wanna you wanna get your own culture in there, your own guys. If they're not buying in, ship them out of there. But man, this Buffalo Bills team is whiskers away from getting a playoff spot for the first time in about 20 years. You'd like to think maybe some of those guys could help them get there. Uh, for sure, I think, um, and I understand everyone wants to put their own stamp on it when you take over, but. Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, uh, Marquise Goodwin, those guys certainly could have helped. Reggie Ragland is making plays down in Kansas City. Um, Marcel Darius is helping the Jacksonville Jaguars as a run stuffer. Yeah, at some point, if you keep subtracting without adding, the overall talent of your roster starts to diminish. And I think right now, 
what we have is a feel-good story in Buffalo because they got a bunch of overachievers playing as hard as they can, and they are right there. But at the end of the day, they're going to be an 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, football team just because they don't have the talent to deal with some of the heavyweights that are in the top of the league. Yeah, so I don't know. Look, look the uh, it's part of a building process. I get it there. But, man, that's a lot of talent they shipped off. Now, to their in their defense, they do have a bunch of draft picks. Got to pick the right players. We'll though. see if they can get the right guys. That's going to be the big challenge for them. Marcel Darius only had one tackle last week against the 49ers. I did not get a chance to study that one yet. But he was early on making a big impact, especially against the run. All right, that's uh, that's the takeaway portion, Bucky. Now we got to get to our offensive line of the week presented by the Ford F-Series. Of course, our good buddy Sean O'Hara does this each and every week. Nomination? Are you got anybody you wanna you wanna throw out there for this one? Well, you know I love I have always have an affinity and a fondness for my old team. So how about Kansas City and Kareem Hunt and the offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs? I did a nice job controlling the ground. I think really since Nagy took over the play calling there, you can point to them being a little bit more concentrated, oh, a little a more focused in the run game, and uh, I think it's really paid off for that team as they've gotten back on track and won the AFC West, and I believe secured the number four spot is where they're going to be in the postseason. So. Uh, I'm with you on that. I will accept that nomination. The Chiefs are our offensive line of the week presented by the Ford F-Series. We'll see what our buddy Sean says. You go to NFL.com slash Ford to check out his article there. All right, Sully, do we have any other business we need to attend to here? Are we? Uh... That's it. Now we got to go uh, shoot some videos, our preview VODs. All right, let's go do it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I uh, hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, happy holiday season as we march towards the new year. Uh, we are very, very grateful you check us out here on Move the Sticks. See you next time. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 